Today on episode 56 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony gives us official confirmation of the PS Store being shut down for the PS3 and the Vita. CD Projekt Red hits us with a shotgun blast of news, an Alan Wake sequel being worked on by Remedy, and Chris is really happy about it. All that and more. We talk in third person now. Let's get some intro. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to episode 56 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the three best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. That's right. Curtis is back. Hooray. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the King of Platinum Trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. With Christopher, like I mentioned before, we have the 60 frames of Curtis. Hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by telling a friend. Just let them know that we are a podcast and you can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we are growing and it's all because of lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost through the power word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, we want to hear from you. Please leave any of those on our email, which is homeaplaypodcast at gmail.com. And we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the Alan Wake stuff that Chris is excited for. On today's episode, we have seven news articles to discuss. But first, as always, let's begin with what we've been up to this last week, starting with the one who's always missing, Curtis. I'm always missing. I don't exist. I am a figment of your imagination. <laughs> Don't he walks up me. to a mirror and he's like, where am I? <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm pale. Uh, yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> uh, okay, so I finally finished the Ancient Gods Part 2 expansion for Doom Eternal. I got wrecked. I got destroyed. It is so hard and I was playing on like normal difficulty. I don't even know how people could play that on Ultra Nightmare and not just want to like know do things to themselves masochist each and every one uh, speed, speed was... runs are coming <laughs> oh yeah and they're just i've seen the speed runs for just the base game and it's just embarrassing so how mad. bad i am at it <laughs> but yeah it, it was fun i definitely i liked the changes they did by changes i mean additions not changes like extra weapons extra monsters the uh at least it kind of tested my skill because I was able to actually learn, okay, this enemy is weak to this. Let's really start to use that. And I actually got really good at switching on the fly very quickly between what I need to use. Plus my monitor really helped with that. You know, nice 144 hertz, that ultra wide. Ooh, you see everything. So pretty. Other than that, I tried to go back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, for the second time now, my save game's corrupted, so I guess rip, never finishing that game. Don't know if it had to do with the patches that they put out, but, you know, I That's just... That's crazy. I don't... Yeah, and it's annoying because even the cloud saves didn't work either. And just to it, confirm, yeah, that's on PC, right? Yeah, and it didn't... Yeah. I I backed up my my PC ones, or like my local saves beforehand, and those it didn't even want to read them. It just straight up says corrupt. Okay, so I guess, yeah, never finishing that game. So instead, I finally decided I was going to go back and play and finish Control. So I've been playing that for the past oh. three days or so. So 
I'm definitely a lot farther than I was before because I was I was playing it initially when it came to the Epic Store, but when it came out on Steam, they released that uh, the complete edition, so you get all the DLC to it. So I'm hoping to get to those, but uh, no, no, it's definitely a lot more fun this time around having a, a video card that can actually play it at you know a nice even frame rate plus all the rtx ray tracing and all that stuff is really nice to look at but really uh, i found that game ray tracing is man like it's great for the first five minutes and then you leave the nice polished like floors into the like dark red rooms and i'm like okay, every room's red and every light seems to be red and i'm like yeah i don't i just didn't it doesn't really show off after the first like 30 minutes it or so tri- it trips you up later when you go into a lot more of like the office areas because they all have their their windows and it reflects everything so you're looking okay, at maybe it i haven't like, seen those rooms like yeah again I'm, I'm super early on in the game it's just what i could notice yeah like it definitely makes it a lot more interesting to look at things too especially since everything's so messed up in there all the time and to actually get like that perspective, I'm like, well, what, what is that right there? Then you realize, oh, it's just a reflection. Okay, that messed me up, though. It's kind of cool, though. But yeah, I've got six hours in there now. I think I just picked up Levitate. So I'm not sure how much I actually have left, but I do have the DLCs to do at some point. But I will actually finish it maybe this coming weekend. We'll see. You, I know you I played Alan Wake, right? I played the original. I didn't play American Nightmare. Okay, just because like, I know one of the DLCs for Control is a tie-in. Yeah, briefly touches. Yeah, so I thought maybe you'd be more excited for that. Oh, that's part of the reason why I was playing it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm kind of interested how they tie these two universes together. Yeah, I'd have to re-download the free Ultimate Edition or whatever that we got to see how that turns out but i don't know my old save file probably won't work so i'd have to replay the whole game again and it so you're six hours total into the game or six hours plus some other play just the game yeah it's pretty long like not like long like assassin's creed long but i i remember spending a good amount of time on it to get through it to get all the trophies and everything so yeah i'm taking my time i'm trying to explore open up every little nook and cranny to find the items because I want to upgrade my stuff. So I think it's at about six hours and I'm not sure how far story-wise I am. You'll be shocked at the end of how many hidden rooms you missed. It's like, oh, I stared right at that thing and that's a hidden room. (laughs) There's there's quite a few that I have in memory right now. So I know what, since I just got the ability to kind of float around, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to try to get back to some of those now because I've seen so many. It's a memory game because you see some hidden areas, but you don't have the powers to get to them yet. So you have to remember where they were. And I wasn't expecting it to be one of those games that kind of encourages you to go back. So it's kind of nice to to have that. Reminds me of like Metro Metroid. Yeah. Tomb Raider shit even. yeah, Yeah. All that kind of stuff. A lot of backtracking and. Yeah, but not but worthwhile backtracking, not like where it feels like it's just a waste of backtracking, you know, it's probably only for one little item, but it will probably allow me to upgrade the weapons. Yeah, but that's that's about it. Chris, what have you been up to? Um, Not too much for me this week, Uh, playing all the same stuff I've been playing. Uh, The only notable difference was uh, a couple days ago, I think on the 30th. 
the Disco Elysium, the Final Cut edition just came out, I believe it was. So I actually picked that up on PlayStation and I've been playing that a little bit. I don't know how many hours I got into it. Not too many, maybe six hours. I feel like like I've progressed nowhere because there's so much dialogue when you're talking to NPCs. The whole game is pretty much talking to NPCs and internally yourself. It's 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 really quite interesting how they they do that system. Like there's different parts of your mind and your gut will tell you things, your brain will tell you things. It's really interesting how they they do it. It's really cool. Um but yeah, there's like I've kind of explored some of the I don't know how many maps there are or anything, but the initial map of the game, I've explored a good chunk of it. Just talking to people, learning the lore. There's a lot of lore they throw at you right away. Um, as far as it getting banned in Australia, I mean, I, from what I've seen, there's it definitely like goes over the line in some regards for like some of the dialogue. But I mean, in my head, it's a game, right? They're telling a world that these people are racists and they're in the game. So it's like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know the exact reasons why it got banned. There's, I think there's many reasons, but I guess I could see where it, it may be a little bit over the top, <laughs> but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. The characters are interesting and the leveling up system is kind of unique. You just get more knowledgeable. I thought it was just the physical versions that were banned, wasn't it? Is it just it's the physical on, versions? It's still on Steam for them. Oh, I okay. I remember it being there because it just, yeah, with that whole final cut they're not releasing the physical version. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Wasn't too sure, but yeah, I guess just interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm liking it. Other than that. Yeah. I didn't do much Valhalla, some Valorant, all the normal stuff. So that's it for me. How about you, Steve? Did you dig into anything this week? Uh, no, uh, this week was another weird one with, um, I mean, I guess an update from last week is that my wife is home finally. So, uh, that ended up being okay eventually. Uh, <laughs> there's still tests and whatnot to be done. But uh, so I did get a little time with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales because they added a new suit and some weird technology stuff where his he's supposed to have muscle definition now, uh, which is like a weird self-learning AI thing uh, that only so- some suits can do. But I'm like, eh, a new Spider-Man suit. And for once, like, I found a lot of Miles Morales' suits kind of sucked, in my opinion, compared to the original Spider-Man and his suits, so I liked the new one, so I was like, yeah, let's play that a little bit, so I played it, you know, not much, and then was still doing, I'd say the majority of my time was doing tests with the um, PS5 upgraded version of Marvel's Avengers, which, oh my god, like, what a shit show, uh, you know, you know, good example, just a quick one, because I don't, I don't think I have to get too far into it, but, um, you know, I finally put a mission and for once people were joining pretty quick. So I don't know if it's just that surge of players because of the new content finally. So I get like a whole crew of people. We load the mission and my character starts falling from the sky. And then he falls through the ground and then he just starts in- infinitely falling. So I had to restart the level. Super which apparently ups- yeah, so then the other people left because they're all mad I restarted the level, but I'm like, well, I, I'm not, I can't even play. And then, yeah, it just, it, it just sucked. Like, it just, everything, when it starts to work, just falls apart at the same time for another reason. So, I don't know. And then, like, 
them slowing down the level progression just oh like what a drag what an absolute drag and then even better this week they announced that they're going to add the mcu costumes to the game and you can only get them through real money transactions of course (laughs) of course right so it's just like hey when we stumble let's not try to stop and get back up let's just roll with it Let's just keep rolling and rolling. Like it's like when you trip, trip, trip going up a staircase, but then you just <laughs> roll all the way down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that was my main two things. Uh, Marvels is still a shit show surprise, and what a, what a contrast. Marvels, uh, Spider Man, like Miles Morales, great. Marvels Avengers, not so great. Um, but that's about all the time I had. Other than that, I just spent it uh, finally getting to watch what was it godzilla versus kong and uh that's a steve ass movie so i was very happy with that uh all the little boy feels i grew up on godzilla films it could be the worst movie in the world and i'm gonna enjoy it i don't give a crap was it good i i thought it was good like if you liked the last one king of the monsters you're probably gonna like this movie and actually i'm not a kong guy and they kind of made him endearing and i liked some of the choices they made with him so at some point, like, I, I was actually surprised. I'm like, oh, like, I'm kind of cheering for both of them. And I, I thought I was going to be a straight-up Godzilla boy, because that's usually how I go. Um, but, yeah, that's about my week. So let us move on. And, Chris, if you're ready, I say we get on with the, the news. news. So, like I said before, we got seven news articles and numerical order dictates. I start with numeral one. Official dates for PS3, PSP, and PS Vita store closures announced. This one comes from IGN. Sony's confirmed that it will be shutting down the PlayStation Store for PlayStation 3 and PSP on July 2nd, 2021, and the PSN Store for the Vita on August 27th, 2021. This is according to an email sent out to PlayStation customers, which Chris apparently is one of them. According to the PlayStation support blog, customers will be able to re-download and play previously purchased games and video and still redeem games and PlayStation Plus vouchers. However, new PS3, Vita, and PSP purchases will cease and players can no longer make in-game purchases or redeem PSN wallet funds on the PS3, Vita, or PSP once the store closes. In an email sent, it is said... In an effort to focus our resources for PlayStation Store on PS, uh, PS4, PS5, which will sh- enable us to enhance the customer experience even further. We thank you for your support and these platforms throughout the years. Own content will be accessible through the download list on respective devices, but given the new deadlines, if anyone wants, game, wants a game for the PS3, Vita, or PSP, uh, that they do not currently own, then players will need to purchase those titles before July and August shutdown dates. Woo! I will let Chris kind of start because uh, you said you were actually one of the lucky mm-hmm. people that got this email. Yeah, I got the email. I have it in front of me. Um, most of what you said was pretty much covered. There's a little bit more finer detail about some stuff. Um, so it, there's one section where it says, what, con- what about content you already own? Uh, so like you mentioned, you'll still be able to download your own PS3, Vita, and PSP content. Uh, the way you do that is you can download your own content onto your, those systems by accessing the download list on the respective device. Uh, if you have purchased a PS3 
PS Vita cross-buy bundle and have only downloaded either the PS3 or Vita version, you will need to download the other version prior to the closure of the store. Um, video content that you own can be streamed on all three devices, PS3, PS4, PS5. Uh, you'll be able to re-download and play game titles that you have claimed through PlayStation Plus as long as you remain a member of the service. Uh, and then goes into a little bit other lesser details, but still kind of important. Uh, you'll still be able to redeem game and PlayStation Plus vouchers on those systems. Um, you will no longer be able to redeem uh, PSN uh, wallet fund vouchers, like gift cards, on those systems. Uh, so you'll have to do that on the newer systems. That one's kind of big. Uh, your PSN wallet, will, you'll still have access to it because it's part of PSN. Uh, you, will be, you will still be able to purchase cross-buy content through the PlayStation Store on the web, PlayStation app, or on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 consoles, and access both the PlayStation 4 version and the PS3, Vita, PSP versions. So the cross-buy content you can still do. That's pretty much it. There's a little note at the bottom of the about PS Vita messaging service. Uh, as of June 28th, 2021, users on PlayStation Vita will no longer be able to use the messaging service. Although messaging on PS Vita is going away, your messages will still be available to you by using the messaging service on PlayStation 5 consoles, PlayStation 4 consoles, and via mobile on the PlayStation app. Uh, that's pretty much it. How does that make you feel there, Chris? <laughs> Uh, for me, that's not too bad because everything on my PS3, like I have the Vita, I have the, I had a PSP a million years ago. Um, everything that I want access to on those systems, I probably have access to. I don't play them very often. So to be honest, they're paperweights. Uh, the PS3, I do use my PlayStation 3, but everything that I would have wanted on the PlayStation 3 should already be in my download list because I'm usually pretty on top of that sort of thing. So I mean, maybe I'll spend a day going through the PlayStation 3 store one last time just to see if there's anything that I want, but I doubt it. I'm pretty sure everything I wanted or needed, I have, because, yeah. Or there's, like, remastered newer versions on the newer systems, so it's, uh, yeah. Pretty much everything, I as long as you can re-download uh, your old stuff, which it says you can, uh, then this should not affect me in too much. I'm hoping it'll delete it off the system, though, because the PlayStation Store on the PS3 does take up a little bit of space, and those systems, they need their space. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Curtis? Does that affect you in any way? Not super greatly, no. Like, most of the games that I have, I already have. I haven't even fired up that console in, I don't even remember how long. I think the last game I played was Uncharted 3. So I have really no reason to worry about the store being shut down. Yeah, I hear you on that one. I would say I'm somewhat similar to your guys' camps. I'm not... I, I always say I'm not nostalgic, but, you know, there are certain exceptions to the rule. Like, I'd say old school Final Fantasy and such. But for the most part, typically I don't care about old games. Uh, I don't really go out of my way to seek them. So... When I heard about this, I know some people are upset and that's totally fine. Like if you love going back and you're one of the people that think Xbox is doing it right by making everything backwards compatible, really diving into that market. Awesome. But for me, this doesn't really do much. It doesn't make me concerned with anything. You know, 
I can't even tell you the last time I bought something on the PS3. I'd have to assume that was probably, ooh, what do we had seven years there? So yeah, I've, it's probably been seven, eight years almost since I've bought anything with the PS3. Yay. And even then, I'm pretty, pretty sure I was doing physical discs anyway. Uh, the last game I probably bought for the PS3 was GTA V or Final Fantasy Seven, or sorry, Final Fantasy X Remaster. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, Yay. we we might be, I guess, blessed in the sense that we have the PS4 and some of us have the PS5. Um, but, I mean, even for the people who still only have the PS3 as an option, the, I don't think there's any new content that's getting released on the PS3, right? Is there still no. new content that's going on there? I don't think so. So whatever's on there, you've had access to for quite a while. So, yeah. I mean, take the time, take a day or two, go through the store. If there's anything that strikes you as possibly interesting now is the time to get it so yeah the only thing i would say you know i think we're kind of done with that from our perspective as a whole but i would say i think where the controversy comes from or stems from is basically it sounds like there were people still developing ps vita games oh i did hear about that too yeah they they weren't notified at all apparently they were given almost the same notice we had yeah. Um, and I shouldn't say we had like there was the rumor and then this confirmation came I believe it was right after we recorded or yeah. maybe the next day I can't remember it's a couple days um, yeah and then they basically were like okay so here's the official and I'm like oh my gosh you know I don't want to like name names but like let's go with Colin Moriarty uh, from Sacred Symbols he's literally working on a PlayStation Vita game as we speak and from the last time I, I heard the episode, so let's say it's almost been two weeks now, I guess a little over a week, sorry. Um, he just got his Vita dev kit. PlayStation let him buy a dev kit, shipped it, didn't tell him anything. They're like, oh yeah, like, here you go. Like, awesome, thanks, buddy. Like, go make your game. And now it's like, oh yeah, but when it comes out, at least digitally, no one's going to be able to buy this. Yeah. And he's not the only one. There was, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe I should have researched a little better, but there was another one that I remember them bragging that they're like, we're going to be the last official PlayStation Vita game. Uh, but now it seems like it's there's going to be a lot, a lot of last second Vita Crunch games slash time. a lot of cancellations. Yes. And there's some that are straight up just saying, well, screw it. We'll just, you know, port it to Switch or whatever. And we're done. That's the thing, yeah. The only really mobile system now will be the Nintendo Switch for consoles. I mean, obviously there's mobile phones, but the Switch I think will be the only, I guess, more up to date current system that you could purchase things on. So yeah, have about the same performance too. Yeah, and I just don't understand. Like you know, that that's the only part I take you know umbrage with here. It's just why. Why not tell anyone? Like, it's just, is this a last second decision? Like, is this just simply the accountants riding because they're like, hey, we're done paying out. It's all these random people. Let's clear the slate at least a little bit. I don't know. It, it I get it. Like, the stuff costs money to have going, but you're still going to let people download. So you still have to have the same servers almost. Uh, not 100%, obviously, but yeah, it's just a strange. And seemingly very quick response here. So yeah, I think Vita uh, is one of the markets that still has stuff getting put out on it. Uh, yeah, like apart from the PS3, right? 
but uh yeah hmm. and i mean look how long vita has been in existence like you know it took you this long to cut off vita why would you do vita and like psp at the same time you know like psp's had so much more time <laughs> and it, that wasn't an issue so. i wonder if this means they're going to be announcing a new handheld soon i would hope but i'm not going to hold my breath either yeah I learned the way I live my life. Uh, I just don't have time for a handheld console. Yeah, I don't either. It's not why I'm buying these big expensive ass TVs. I'll tell you that much. I don't want to play games on my phone and then the temperature of my phone burns my hands because of the game. <laughs> oh. This is just falls out of your pocket. It just but it's a right way out. to get out of talking to people at family outings. Yeah. <laughs> just walk away. As you stare at them with your dead eyes. <laughs> it's like, what is this family thing? Uh, so we're going to move on to number two. And number two is one of many CD Projekt Red announcements. This week was a cluster. And I kind of like Chris said, basically, blatantly, uh, it's a shotgun blast of just all sorts of shenanigans coming out from them. So, Chris, if you want to start the first one. Uh, yeah, CD Projekt Red is changing how they make games. This one comes from IGN. CD Projekt is preparing to shift gears for future AAA projects and work on games in both The Witcher and Cyberpunk franchises simultaneously beginning in 2022. During a strategy update presentation today, CD Projekt outlined how it's going to achieve its goals to develop two AAA games in two different franchises simultaneously, saying it intends to staff up over the next year and have development teams working on both projects at once, including leads. Uh, it's also planning to adjust the capabilities of its internal game engine to allow features like NPC routines and player character control to be adapted in multiple games at once. Kind of what they already promised in Cyberpunk, but didn't deliver. <laughs> I was literally thinking the exact same thing. It's funny. <laughs> Though the presentation did not specify uh, what either of these games would be. Um, although they just said the two franchises simultaneously. But as CD Projekt made a point to say, it was going to be more careful with how uh, early it made announcements in future given certain uh, criticism of cyberpunk's transformations from its original announcement it did say it wants to continue adding on to the traditional rpg uh the witcher for instance being uh began as a traditional rpg adding action elements and cyberpunk took uh those genres and added shooter elements as well yes yeah, so we can get into some of that stuff more in the further articles that discuss you know the simultaneous stuff how they're doing and it. where i think that's going uh, this is just, I don't know, a weird announcement. It kind of sounds like, honestly, if I feel like I'm getting the, the reverse reaction they want me to have where I'm like, okay, you guys took multiple teams to do one game minus the people working on the multiplayer. And it's like, and you fumbled that ball hard nonstop. Let's double down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, shit, let's work on two then because it can't go wrong. <laughs> you know, look, it's like you you already had two tires blowing the car. And you're like, wow, what are the chances the other two are going to go? Let's keep going. I, I don't understand. Uh, this is very confusing. I don't know. Curtis, do you have any thoughts on this? It's I'm I'm in the same boat as you guys. But at the same time, I'm kind of at the same time surprised at the fact that like they're still actually being optimistic with everything 
Is this not like the meme where the dog's like in a room completely set in flames and he's like, this is fine. Everything's yeah. fine. This yeah. is normal. Yeah, everything's fine. This is great. Let's work on more like, games, guys. I, like, I want to give yeah. them kudos for like actually trying to keep it together because anyone else at this point would be like, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, wait, that kind of did happen <laughs> internally. But uh, yeah, like I, I don't I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. How are you expecting to be able to do something? With two projects with two teams. When you're basically yeah, I don't no, I don't get it. Well, speaking of the two teams, we'll just jump to number three. Curtis, if you want to take this one. CD Project Red purchases Canadian Studio, and this one comes from IGN. CD Project has announced that it has signed contracts to acquire Canadian Studio Digital Scapes. Digital Scape Studios, based in Vancouver has been working with CD Projekt for three years during the production of Cyberpunk 2077. The studio will become CD Projekt Red Vancouver and join the developer's portfolio of teams that will include the three existing ones based in Warsaw, Krakow, and Roklaw. What? Live that is in the most manly-ass place I want to live. <laughs> I want to live there. I apologize I just if assume I butchered that. Everything, everything that lives there, I just assume is chest hair. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> like, even the dogs, just extra chest hair. <laughs> and this is a quote. We believe that the hugely talented Digital Scapes crew is the perfect foundation upon which to build a wider CD Projekt Red Vancouver team. And I'm not saying that name. The head of production <laughs> and CTO at CD Projekt Red in a statement announcing the acquisition move. So this kind of, yeah, touches exactly what we're talking about. I'm thinking this is Maybe not the last we'll hear about acquisitions from them, but it definitely seems like this is part of that plan of like how they're going to work on more games at the same time. But it also is part of my confusion uh, where it's like, well, if this studio was already kind of helping you for the last three years with Cyberpunk 2077, and that still wasn't enough to get that initial game ready, um, you know, are you still biting off more than you can chew? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I wish I had answer. answers. I wish I had answers. I mean, they did say they're going to be hiring, so uh, I imagine they're definitely going to be expanding the office in uh, Vancouver. Um, is it going to be enough to have two projects going simultaneously? I don't know. I mean, they have the worlds created essentially. They have the engines that are still pretty good-looking engines. Um, it's not like Bethesda using the same one over and over again, but. So they they could definitely pump out a couple using what they've got. Uh, so it might be a little we might get a little faster turnover in games, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope well, it works with that so point made too, because with what you're saying, it's uh, you might be right too. I mean, I don't know how the development thing goes, but like we are hearing about at the second half of 2021, we're gonna get that next gen version of The Witcher Three. Mm -hmm. Was well, that part of you know the mechanics they'd use for like? Let, you know, speculate, but Witcher 4. Right. And maybe that, if if they have something ready that's kind of next-gen-ish, then yeah, you're right. Maybe Witcher 4 is a lot easier to make than a completely different, you know, beast like Cyberpunk 2077 was. Right. You know, they, they don't make shooters. They're not used to this. They're creating whole new worlds, dialogues, characters, yada, yada, yada. They don't even have anything to source from, right? I mean, I guess there's a few things because this is based off the game and there's other stuff. Um, But with The Witcher, it's like, it's something they're more comfortable with. It's, the, obviously. it's their bread and butter or blood and wine yeah. as it is. So I'm wondering if it's, you know, 
that's going to be easier to settle back into. Could be. Uh, and then give them a little more time to hopefully figure out what the hell Cyberpunk is. I don't know, Curtis, do you think there's any issues here? Well, I was just kind of looking into the background of digital scapes and like, I'm I'm not really seeing, like they are more of kind of like, it kind of seems like an RPG-esque kind of company because they, they've helped out with, like it says here, Cyberpunk, Dying Light, Company of Heroes, Dead Rising, Mass Effect, Prototype, and more. So I could, but also there is a big difference between helping and actually being maybe one of the teams that works exclusively on one of those projects. So it kind of depends mm -hmm. on... I, I'm not sure how well that would work for a CD project because they usually do everything themselves. How are they with giving all these assets to another team, which has just previously helped before? Like, it doesn't really say what they helped with. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, the definition of help is so, it's kind of vague because maybe it's like they're like friggin' experts and they could solve any problem that uh, these other comp game companies, because that's a wide variety of companies you mentioned. So it's like maybe they're the experts that can solve all types of bugs and problems you have in making your game. So they could be extremely talented people. They even yeah. say it, hugely talented. So they, they could be amazing. I mean, clearly they liked what they did yeah. you know, when they were helping with 2077, right? Like whatever they did for them in the last three years, it, made an impact enough that they wanted to acquire them. Maybe they've been digging them out of the hole of with the patch 1.1 and 1.2. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Like, so that was, yeah, another one surprise announcement. So they weren't done with just that. So we'll go on to number four. Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer is canceled or delayed. No one knows. Uh, that one comes from IGN. Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to get a multiplayer mode at some point, though at most recent check-in, likely not until 2022 or beyond but now it's possible we may we may not see the mode at all or at least see project red as being a bit cagey about how or when it might be implemented in the future in a strategy update from cd project red today president adam kashinsky said the studio was adjusting its strategy around online experiences in its game saying it was focused on bringing online into all of its franchises one day and working on an online technology that could be integrated into all of its games uh but he continued that means a change of some sort to how Cyberpunk 27's planned multiplayer mode might be implemented as Kaczynski, wow, now I can't say it, the Kaczynski put it. He quoted, previously, we hinted that our next AAA would be multiplayer Cyberpunk game, uh, but we have decided to reconsider this plan given our new, more systemic and agile approach instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience or game, we are focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day. This doesn't exactly clarify the nature of what's going on with Cyberpunk multiplayer, though earlier this year, McCall confirmed that this mode was a AAA title CD Project Red was developing previously in parallel to Cyberpunk 2077, but now it's not clear if multiplayer has been delayed even further or simply not being implemented at all. Uh, yeah, so I remember another article later basically kind of ironically pointing out that CD Projekt Red's big announcement is basically like, we want to be more upfront with everyone. We want things to be less confusing. And then they did this and confused the crap out of everyone. Nobody knows what's going on with it. Nobody knows if it's delayed indefinitely, which basically you might as well just say is canceled. 
I don't know. Chris, do you have any thoughts? Well, so yeah, where, where my thought went to was, I, first of all, I was confused because to me, every time I heard them talking about multiplayer in Cyberpunk, in my head, I was visualiz- uh, visualizing that it was like, you you turn Cyberpunk on and there'd be a button there that says multiplayer and then you just join the world together and do whatever. But they're talking like in these quotes, it's making it sound like it was like a separate game, like a standalone multiplayer game altogether. I mean, yeah. I think you would get it for free if you purchased Cyberpunk from Oh yeah, that I'm was sure. that was for sure. But it was it's just weird that it was like its own standalone game. It's kind of reminds me of like um I guess GTA Online, I guess. Yeah. It's like I was it's, say it's that, Red Dead Online, yeah. kind of the same beast, yeah. So it sounds like they were trying to do that. It sounds like they're working on this new online system which I know definitely takes quite a bit of work to probably set that up. But uh yeah, I mean I think we all said originally like cyberpunk online was not something we even really cared about. Uh, there's definitely going to be a market where people definitely want that for sure. But uh, for us, I, I don't think we cared about it. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like uh watchdogs where you do like missions co-op together. Uh, but as far as PVP, yeah, I'll take it to leave it. So, yeah. But if it sounds like it was going to be its own standalone game, the co-op obviously wouldn't be connected to the story. It might be its own standalone co-op storyline, which could be interesting, but I don't know. That's just stretching them even thinner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Curtis, do you have any thoughts? It's, yeah, like along the same lines, it's very strange how it would be implemented, but this is also purely speculation, but this could be something that Digital Scapes might be working on because they do have experience in multiplayer. So maybe, and I'm not sure in what order these stories were initially announced, but if this came before their announcement of purchasing Digital Scapes, then it might make sense as to why they confused people because they weren't sure. It's like, oh, it's still in talks to get these people, but it kind of makes sense now in my opinion. Well, the other thing that didn't help their cause is I guess in one of their investor phone calls, they and I'm not kidding. I read into it. They had five different people in that conversation ask directly, "What do you mean by like delayed? Like, is it canceled? Is it indefinitely delayed? Like, are, do you have a time frame?" And they just would keep kind of reflecting the question and avoiding it at all costs. Basically, saying we just don't have anything to say right now. And that's why and, I'm like, thinking apparently it was just... one guy, it was quoted that he was, um, I, the part I enjoyed is that like by the fifth time they asked the same question that they're like, you could audibly tell he was uh, annoyed. And I'm like, oh, kind of like the investors not know what the hell's happening. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off though. And that's kind of why I'm thinking that they might have not had their talks complete yet. For purchasing digital scapes and that's maybe why like oh we're we, we don't know because it kind of depends on this company maybe mm-hmm. yeah there's so many different directions this is could all <laughs> it's weird because it's yeah. like let's not tell our investors we're gonna buy another company <laughs> in canada yeah. it just seems, seems weird to me but okay that's funny <laughs> i i don't know what's going on honestly like i i think they were probably up front about the purchase of whatever they may not give them a heads up that they were doing it but the thing about shotgun um, blasts of news it's 
If you're close, you get hit by the shotgun blast. If you're far away, you might not get hit. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Some of these articles to me are like, they don't know what they're doing, but oh, maybe they know what they're doing. I don't know. It's, it's just funny it's when so you random. look back, right? Like, I think a year ago, we would have had no doubt that whatever they're doing is the smart move. Yeah. Uh, that they could do no wrong. It was just such a different, like anytime anyone ever talked about cyberpunk, it's just, and CD project red, you're just so, so much confidence. I, I even <laughs> I on this podcast, I think like every time something oh, stupid yeah. would happen, I'd be like, well, it's not like, you know, we, we know we can trust CD project red. We could trust CD project red. Yeah. And now I wouldn't even trust them with a the turtle. Like I don't like, <laughs> you know, so, like, or whatever the easiest animal to take care of. I, I just wouldn't do it. I'm like, cause the board's just going to rush it out. Like that, that goat's like at least a week old. It can live by itself now. <laughs> it's like, wait, no, don't listen to the goat. Don't push him outside. Um, so yeah, anyway, very confusing all around. We'll have to see how that pans out. But in the meantime, let's go to some positive news. And this one's number five. PS Plus games of April are revealed. This one comes from Polygon. And Chris, I'll let you take the honors. Yeah, it's a short one. Uh, normally we'd throw it in homework, but eh, why, why not? PlayStation Plus subscribers will uh, get access to three games in April. Uh, this is not an April Fool's joke. Uh, the first one is Days Gone. That's the uh, motorcycle zombie one, which I enjoyed. And there's some good length to it. The game's pretty long. Um, the uh, PS5 uh, game that's free is Odd World's uh, Soulstorm, the new one that they're working on, which is interesting. And another uh, PSN game, I'm thinking, uh, Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Uh, the trio of PS Plus freebies will be available to download from April 6th to May 3rd. So I'll just start it off with the fact that, you know, if you already own a PS5, Days Gone was free anyway. Uh, so, yay. Uh, Oddworld Soul Soulstorm, you know, Curtis needed something. So there you go, Curtis. And I don't know anything about Zombie Army 4. So it's another month that's like, okay like good for people that don't have a ps5 and didn't have days gone yet mm -hmm. um and you know again if you are an odd world fan then maybe it's a really good month but for me it's another dud but whatever like i mean i guess odd world's kind of nice just because it's it's i mean the game isn't even out yet i think or yeah it's coming out this week or next week i guess i assume if it's going to be free so that that's kind of nice that the playstation's keeping up the trend of brand new games that are coming out are free which yep. is interesting. They they must get the the publishers of the games must get a sweet deal on those types of things. Because how else do they make the money <laughs> if the game's oh, free? Oh, for sure. So yeah. But anyways, it's an okay selection. Um, yeah, if you don't have the PS Five, Days Gone, that's nice. Uh, the Zombie Army Four. Uh, yeah, I I think I looked it up, but I forgot it already. So <laughs> <laughs> more zombie games. Not a big one, obviously, but whatever. It's uh, There's not a lot of news this week in the first place, so I just thought at least it was an uplifting and happy one mm -hmm. with all the negativity that we have to swim through. So we're going to continue on. We'll get this little choo-choo going. So number six, we're going to give to Curtis a little Rem remedy. Remedy for these downtimes that we have. <laughs> <laughs> get it? See what I did there? I did. I liked it. I liked it. Remedy might be hard at work on an Alan Wake sequel. And this comes from Eurogamer.net. 
Last year, control developer Remedy announced that it signed a two-project publishing deal with Epic Games, and then reintroduced its fan-favorite hero Alan Wake via Control's excellent second expansion, which wove the story of both games together as part of Remedy's wider narrative universe. Journalist Jeff Grubb had announced via his Twitch that he had heard Alan Wake 2 was one of Remedy's Epic-funded projects. Grubb went on to state that this signified a change in strategy for Epic, which had moved to funding new projects from the ground up, rather than buying exclusivity for projects which had already been announced. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm going to let Chris, like, you just come out of the ball on this one, because I think you're the most excited. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say on it, but I am obviously excited for a sequel to Alan Wake. Uh, I knew... I, obviously, we know about the Controls expansion. I haven't played it yet uh, to see what the Alan Wake kind of crossover is. But just reading like what it's about, I'm I really probably should play it because it sounds I thought maybe it was just going to be a small little cameo tiny thing. But the way I'm reading and hearing about it, it sounds like it was more substantial than I thought. So it uh, makes me want to go back and play control just to see uh, what actually happens there. Um, but obviously, I'm excited for Alan Wake 2. Um, I really enjoyed the first one. I honestly think it holds up today. Uh, I think anybody could sit down and play it. It still looks good. The gameplay is fun. And just the way it tells the story is just, it's so good. It is um, very unique. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Very good game. Um, highly recommend. Bing. Curtis. I'm hoping. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Cause the thing is, is this been how many years since they came out with Alan Wake one? why are they working on a sequel now? Is it because of, like, how long has it been rumored to be worked on? Because is this all just because of the Control expansion that everyone's like, oh, it's Alan Wake, cool. And now they're like, hey, people still like it. Maybe we'll work on the sequel? Question it's mark? Long, it's long for us, but is it long for them? What are, have they? I don't think Control's, or not Control, I don't think Remedy's released any other games in between Alan Wake and Control. They do have that so. announced shooter for, is it? Oh, it's not Crossfire X, is it? Um, you remember on the Microsoft Showcase, they had a, uh, they have an exclusivity or exclusive game that they're working off that's part of something that's Microsoft. Uh, oh, I'm not uh, sure. Ties to something. But anyway, that's something that they're working on. Yeah. So I think currently. it's just the, the, the company and how they actually make games. It's just taking them a good amount of time to pump these out so which isn't a bad thing no no um to be honest the worst thing they've done is just how the whole uh ultimate edition of control unraveled um that's more of a pr issue than an actual game play development problem so but i was right it is crossfire x but i still find this to be more of a rumor well if it's just jeff grubb i i take it with some you know, I would actually take it seriously. At this point, it's not officially announced, so it's still a yeah. rumor. Yeah. So I'll wait until there's a real announcement. But I, I just personally, I think Alan Wake 2 is just an easy win. Uh, you know, control, almost like, at least maybe it's me speculating, but like, it's testing the waters with that DLC. It's like, do people really want another Alan Wake? And uh, there was they excitement, do. there was articles, so then... I feel like it's an easy bet for them to be like, hey, you know, if we want to recoup some costs, uh, you know, from some of our blunders, uh, the mm-hmm. ultimate edition of control, 
there you go. There's an easy win. You're going to get a bunch of money and happy fans and you can, you know, keep cultivating this universe that you've kind of now made a shared universe, right? You know, there's not too many games where it's like you finish the game and you're like, okay, that's good. That was fun. This was one game where Alan Wake finished. I enjoyed it. And it was like, I actually want to know like what is going to happen with the character. Like what's happening at at that ending, you know? Like I, 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 I wanted to really know. So there's not too many games where like some games just end and you're like, okay, that was satisfying. Move on to the next game. If they do this, I'm hoping that they don't change their storytelling methods because it is very similar between Alan, Alan Wake and Control. Like it is still mm-hmm. that internal monologue-esque, you know, things are yeah. unraveling like that. I hope that doesn't change because it seems like it's kind of part of their recipe as to how they make games. Yeah. I'm not sure how Crossfire X I can't is, imagine. I can't imagine they would change that. No, uh, it'd be it's, silly. It's too... Yeah, it was too prevalent in the first game. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't just take that out. So so I never played Alan Wake. Uh, I have Do no it. experience with it. I know nothing. Uh, I'm not super in love with Control for the little bit I played of it. So I don't know if I'll ever really understand this universe. But hey, if there are fans out there, make it for them. Because we deserve what we love? Question mark? <laughs> uh, so anyway... That's it for uh, Remedy News. Let us move on to our last article of the day. This one's number seven. MLB The Show to launch free on Game Pass. Uh, This one comes from PlayStation Blog. The previously PlayStation exclusive MLB The Show franchise coming to new consoles was already one new step for the series this year, and now it's making another big one. This year's entry of MLB The Show will be making its way to Xbox Game Pass on day one on April 20th, 2021. It's confirmed in an Xbox blog that both the Xbox Series X and S, because that's not confusing or annoying, and Xbox One versions will be available on Game Pass, as well as Android phones and tablets via Xbox Cloud Gaming for Ultimate users. Both Xbox platforms will receive the standard edition, and there will be cross-platform play and progression. MLB The Show was already confirmed as coming to other platforms, but seeing it also come to Game Pass right away is very interesting. The above trailer, which obviously you can't see, even opens with an Xbox logo, which immediately followed by a PlayStation Studio. So there you go, boys. You have a game being developed by Sony San Diego, which is a first party (laughs) developer, obviously, making an Xbox Game Pass day one launch game. What world did I wake up to? Honest to Christ, what world did I wake up to? This is the strangest story. (laughs) I don't understand what's happening. Someone got paid a good amount of money, I'm guessing. I understand it's a forced issue because MLB owns the rights and they straight up just for whatever reason after last year's 2020 game told Sony that like, hey, we want our license to reach more platforms now. You can't just be exclusive anymore. But again, this game is still created by a Sony first party company. It's just the strangest thing. I get if they want to... You have that because that is a big seller for the console. You know, it actually does hit some of their top 10 sales. Um, I get that you want, you're you going to play nice to at least somewhat keep control on it. You can get some money recouped by microtransactions, even if it's on Xbox. But yeah, the, the day one Game Pass thing is the one that really like... Is that like, you know, does MLB have that much power over the game still? Or is it just like... Curtis said where, you know, we've seen Microsoft drop stacks and dollars left and right. So did Sony's just like, well, screw it. 
we already got to give it to him. So let's just take a huge like paycheck as well. It's interesting. Um, you definitely said everything that needs to be said about it. Um, Xbox can have the game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I just totally don't, I have no interest even, in the game. So it's no, no, it's fine. I, I the totally story understood. of it. Yeah. is interesting yes. that it's, it's a Sony, uh, I guess not exclusive anymore. That's going over to the Xbox side. Um, yeah, it's unprecedented, but, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I, when I put this on our Slack and our Google doc and all that stuff, I knew, like, I'm like, oh, Curtis and Chris are going to be pissed. <laughs> like, you know, their favorite series of all time. My no, favorite series like, I, is Traitor. I, I understood that, like, none of us play this, but I yeah. think it's the questions that come with it. Like, you know, there's some people that are right away jumping to, like, oh, well, does this mean this opens the door and now we're getting uh, all those Bethesda games that we were unsure about because, you know, they did this. And I'm like, no, uh, you know, this is MLB like basically threatening the license. So it's yeah. like, if Sony still wants to keep it, you know, you can't be exclusive anymore. It's sports companies doing what they do, being all cocky. They own the world. They can do whatever the <laughs> fuck they want. Even there, I'm sure that they have enough money to even buy out the license or try to do something else to get them out of that. I'm sure there's a way that they could do that with the amount of sales that they make off these games. Mm. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very weird. I, I, I do want to like state though that like don't expect Bethesda games to just be a guaranteed day one because of this. Don't think that this is Sony playing nice because like if it weren't for MLB, this would not be cross platform. Um, you know, it's just, I've seen just a lot of weird questions online. People just thinking that this start is going to start something. Maybe by accident does, but I just, I don't know. I would say if Sony you know, could call the ball, this would not be going anywhere. I mean, it yeah. kind of depends. Maybe other companies might get the same thing. Maybe some of the exclusive ones, unless unless they don't like working for Sony. That's the thing. Like These guys definitely could have that wider audience, but some of these other ones, you don't know. It might encourage them to you know, push and try to do the same thing, which would also probably increase their sales. But I don't know. I find this is just a one-off. Sony, yeah. let them go. They're caged and they don't like it. Just let them free. <laughs> let them roam the earth and do what they want to do. Spend, let them find fields to hit balls. Spend <laughs> their money be on PC. the God of War. Yeah. Just release them into the wild. <laughs> And make sure God of War is exclusively being made for PS5, for the love of God. <laughs> and PC. <laughs> nope. That, that, that can get it, like, nine years later. <laughs> like, you gotta get the first God of War on there first. Uh, so anyway, we finished our news articles in more than a timely fashion. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Oh, God, let's go. We gotta hurry, boys. We're past an hour. <laughs> we're panicking. So we're gonna move on to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we just don't have enough time for all the news articles that came out in the prior week. So we kind of sum it all up, give you the links and, you know, article titles, and then that way you can just go educate yourselves on your own time if you're interested. So we're gonna start with article, homework article number one. Cyberpunk 2077 patch 1.2 and its list of changes. You can find that on cyberpunk.net. And yeah, good luck. There's like 500 new changes 
Uh, and does it fix the game and make it a good, great game that you want to recommend to your best friends? No. And that is why it's still 100 days later, not on the PSN. At least it's detailed and isn't cryptic in a news article. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah, being in like a weird, like, oh, the, you know, the cops. We Solve talk a riddle and you'll learn what we patched. <laughs> riddle me this, you son. Uh, okay. So then homework number two, No Man's Skies Expeditions mode is out today. Uh, that one's from Game Informer. So if you like No Man's Sky, go have fun. But just Chris, for our listeners, just for our listeners, it'll be out three days ago. <laughs> Hooray. Take the next one, Chris. Uh, the Last of Us TV series to begin filming in Calgary this July. That one comes from Game Informer. That and, is, in fact, Calgary, Canada. Yep. And that is where Calgary is. And <laughs> uh, Netflix's The Witcher Season 2 is done filming. This one comes from Game Informer and everyone, because everybody is talking about it. But I'm ex- super excited for that one. Oh, for sure. Curtis, you get the last two. Summer Games Done Quick Online will return in July. That's from Destructoid. <clears throat> Sorry, hang on. Oh! I'm excited. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy XIV's PS5 open beta kicks off later this month, and that's from Game Informer. And that's my woo! I'm excited. <laughs> Let's get those fast load times because that game is infamous. Okay, so we finished all our homework articles, we finished all our main articles, and that can mean only one thing that we are done with this week's episode. That's right, episode 56 has concluded. Thank you, boys, for joining me. Thank you for giving us your most valuable currency, which is your time. We appreciate it very much. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. It, sometimes when Chris does that, he like turns that way and it looks like he's looking at Curtis, like waiting for <laughs> On my screen, that's what it looks like. He's like, Curtis, <laughs> did he just did he <laughs> say that? And it's just like what? <laughs> I still see Curtis it, sitting on the couch there, and Steve sitting in the couch over there. <laughs> <laughs>